0: Popcorn Poops is brought to you by Audible.com. Please visit audibletrial.com popcornpoops for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of their subscription service. Audible is the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. Audible.com is offering a free audiobook download to listeners of Popcorn Poops along with a 30-day trial of their services. This week we're recommending How to Survive a Horror Movie, All the Skills to Dodge the Kills, by Seth Graham Smith, narrated by Johnny Heller. To download this or another audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash popcornpoops. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash popcornpoops for your free audiobook.
1: We are the Popcorn Poops. Hey everyone and welcome to Popcorn Poops, the best married couple movie podcast slash commentary track hybrid audio program on the internet. My name is Dustin.
0: And I'm Jessica.
1: This month our theme is bad horror movies and my pick for this week's episode is Robert Hiltzik's 1983 film Sleepaway Camp.
0: If you are syncing this recording up to the movie, go ahead and start the film and then press pause as soon as the American Eagle Films Corporation vanity card completely fades to black.
1: It's time to start the movie. Syncers, press play at the beep after the countdown. Ready, three, two, one, and we're off. How about that? Uh, that dedication at the beginning. <laughs> How about Robert Hiltzik, the director of this this fine piece of cinema, uh, decided to dedicate this this to his mother, a doer, mm-hmm. uh, in his words, actually.
0: That's real nice of him.
1: I mean, to me, that's like really—you're going to dedicate this 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 movie, movie to your mom. And it's pretty, as it's pretty clear, just watching this movie, if you have, uh, you know, any any concept of, like, context around this era of filmmaking, especially uh, genre filmmaking and horror filmmaking, uh, this is one of many Friday the 13th, like, camp slasher mm-hmm. ripoffs right. uh, that, that came out. I think this is probably one of the more famous ripoffs. Mm. Uh, and... I'm 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 just gonna I'm gonna start us off with a bang uh, a very a controversial opinion if you will oh yeah I think this is even better than Friday the Thirteenth yeah yeah I think Friday the Thirteenth is a is a bad movie but I don't really like it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like I like this movie
0: it's funny how you phrase that I think Friday Friday the Thirteenth is a bad movie but I don't really like it <laughs>
1: uh, yeah okay. <laughs> It's bad, but not in the right way. This is also bad, but kind of in the right way. Um, this they... is
0: supposed to be like abandoned, scary looking camp, and it's not. It's
1: in pristine condition. We're, like we're seeing right there, it looks like, oh, camp. that
0: screen door's been taken off the hinges right there. And
1: like there are a couple of boards on the windows, but all the paint still looks fresh. Mm-hmm. Like these are really nice cabins that we're seeing right here. And, and it's, this is it's supposed to be. fall now,
0: so it's like, well, yeah, of course, the summer camp is closed. Yeah, for the exactly. Fall.
1: So maybe they boarded up to, to keep you know storms and stuff from breaking the windows or whatever when no one's around to maintain the camp. All year, it makes sense. It makes sense. It, it really doesn't together. look
0: like a like a desolate. The camp was abandoned camp.
1: Not really. I didn't get that until the last shot of this opening. Where, where we, it says yeah. for sale. Yeah, Camp mm-hmm. Arawak or Arawak. Yeah, whatever it for is. For sale, whatever it is. Yeah, I didn't get that. In fact, it kind of confused me because I knew that this was a summer camp movie, and I've seen this several times, but uh, again, watching it for the, for the podcast, I pay a lot closer attention mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to movies uh, and o- kind of overanalyze. We've said that before on the show, but... um Yeah, I was kind of confused. I was like, this is a summer camp movie, right? And it's clearly fall. It's clearly fall. Well, for me, what I was confused
0: about is that the music is so, like, you know horror music and it's so like something is wrong and going to happen and you're like but why and the shots
1: yeah i I really really like how the the movie just opens on the title card with a nice orchestra hit the wah Mm -hmm. it's a really kind of classic horror movie feel to it. it's really got like a classic uh horror horror film vibe to it uh, in that moment. But then you see these slow, nice pans across the the, the sites of the, well, of the and camp, it's, it's and it's actually quite beautiful. beautiful. And then you've got this music. I do think that like the ghostly sounds of the kids in the background, or, like kids of the past, uh, is kind of effective in the mm-hmm. opening. Um, but yeah, as, as a Friday the 13th ripoff, it's kind of strange that, that Robert Hiltzik decided to dedicate this to his mom, considering how the first movie ends and how it's about we're well, not the first movie but the movie that this was ostensibly ripped off from uh is basically about a crazy mom who
0: <laughs> right yeah who
1: gets decapitated. Well, in then the end. maybe
0: it's a joke.
1: Um yeah, I guess you could construe it as that. I don't know, this movie doesn't feel terribly self-aware to me. Mm, though. That's I, true. Um and I and it's kind of hard watching this movie after watching a truly truly terrible movie last week in uh in Slugs. Um Muerte Viscosa.
0: Truly wonderful movie last right. week. Right,
1: okay, yes, semantics, but. Um, so,
0: okay, these two kids here, before we go on, are, yes. are we spoiling already? Is that, tot- I mean, I guess we, it doesn't yeah, matter, right? yeah, If so, you haven't
1: seen this, then you shouldn't then be listening to this. That's totally yeah. true.
0: So um, Angela is, the Angela we know, right. the the character that we call Angela throughout this movie is in this scene, but it's the little boy, yes?
1: Right, but the girl, his sister's name is actually Angela. Right. So the the two little kids in this opening bit are named Angela and Peter, and they're out on the lake with their father. Interestingly, this is the second movie in our month of bad horror movies that start on a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakes are scary, apparently. Uh, and they they push their dad into the water, and their little their little boat tips over.
0: Oh, and that's her dad. Their dad's lover.
1: Yes, yes, that's their dad's lover, which it does not come across at all in this scene. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. Uh, but we do we do see them in bed together later in a particularly kind of problematic scene to me, mm. kind of hurtful. I don't I don't really like some of the things that this movie has yeah, to well, say about. I mean, obviously,
0: uh, yeah. There's there's definitely some uh, very bad messages going on in this movie. Yeah, definitely. and not bad in the good way. Bad in the bad, bad, not, bad, not bad progressive, way. not progressive um, at all. But but the other thing is that I I. I don't know. I don't think we're supposed to get the impression either that this is like a a like dad is having an affair with this guy. No,
1: no, it doesn't come across in It a-
0: comes across as, as that they're just like That this is just a gay couple and these are the children that maybe they adopted.
1: Maybe or it's somebody. Yeah, it doesn't
0: seem hostile or or aggressive like in that, like he's cheating on his wife with or anything like that. Like it's nothing like that.
1: This girl crying after after seeing uh, the father here and one of the children. We're not sure who it is. We just see a a here coming up after he floats off screen of this (laughs) bloody life preserver.
0: It's all torn up.
1: Yeah. Uh, the girl screaming, screaming is, is just, just
0: awful. Oscar worthy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oops. We
1: went different directions. All right. I see. I see. That's fine.
0: Why'd you pick this movie?
1: Um, because it's it's a classic. Like, it's a classic bad horror movie. It's, uh, it is it is known as a bad horror movie, I think, because it's famously a ripoff of, you know, Friday the 13th, right. along with a bunch of other movies that are just like that. Um, and it's also famous for its ending, which is... Um, as, I mean, if you, if you think about it at all, the ending is kind of shitty and not very progressive and kind of, <laughs> kind of not the greatest, uh, uh, thing ideologically. Right. But it is so fucking shocking and creepy. Yes. And it's the, the face, the face that she makes at the end. Yeah. Um, and for those of you... Who don't remember the ending of this? I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. The girl that we're seeing here uh, on the right of the screen, the character Angela, uh, is actually a boy. She has been raised by her aunt, uh, who in this scene is just chewing the shit out of the scenery. Her acting is just
0: what? It is just horrible. She's
1: yelling. Like there's yelling and just over the top, and her little her little gestures and her little uh the little nuances that she puts it's in there. It's like the...
0: she thinks she's like on stage somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's very theatrical but mm-hmm. like also bad. Like if if like, e- like even if she were on stage bad. she would deserve a tomato mm-hmm. to be thrown in her general direction. Yeah. So, yeah, um yeah, it's it's one of the m- probably the most bizarre thing in this movie. Yeah. Um,
0: she's she's the scariest thing about this movie to me.
1: Just terrifying absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the Angela has been forced to be raised. Angela is actually Peter, the little boy from the very beginning that
0: we saw get hit by the boat.
1: Right. Uh and killed along with uh her father. The real Angela was killed along with her father. Peter has been raised as a girl under his sister's name Angela and that's who we're seeing now. And uh we go through the movie, and of course, at the end of the movie, it's revealed that Angela is the one that, that, that's killing all of the kids at the camp who were mean to her in any way. or so and so, fashion and so at the all. big
0: the big message that we get is that if um, someone tries to raise you uh, in a different genders right. In a, identity, as a, yeah, clothing, right as a
1: gender that you don't identify with. then
0: that means you're going to become a mass murderer.
1: Right. Which is a, the the reason that that's a crazy thing to say is that I would say that in the, uh, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, that most transgendered people are raised, uh, are raised to identify with their biological gender. Right. uh, And not the one that they psychologically, uh, Identify with that's usually something that comes later in life. Unfortunately, they, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, that that is unfortunately the case. But um, you know, if you go back through history, all of the craziest serial killers that that we've had, the vast majority of them have not actually been transgendered, so, <laughs> or had
0: anything to do with that in, yeah. in their in their crazy factors. So, so
1: this kind of uh, whatever you want to call it, like uh, sexual confusion, is a weird word to use. But this this kind of forcing of a gender identity upon, but there's someone,
0: also like blatant homophobia and stuff going on because there are other scenes where we're led to believe that the reason for Angela's problem stems initially from a childhood viewing of her father with another man.
1: Right. And you mentioned you mentioned that earlier that the man that we see in the opening uh, along with their father is his lover. And we do get a flashback later where Angela and Peter see their father in bed with another man as a child. And the way it's framed in the movie is that, oh, okay, so she saw her dad in bed with another man. And she was forced to live as a girl when, in fact, he, she's actually a he. Uh, therefore, those two things make her crazy. Right. And she kills people. And make people? her kill people. Yeah. That's that's a
0: problem. It is a problem. That is a problem. A big problem. But also, ma- this guy is a big
1: problem. But maybe not as big a problem as Artie, our cook here, who uh, refers to the, the the incoming children as, um what what is it, baldies? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yep. Oh man, this guy, like no one, they kind of blow their wad early, I think, in this movie because no one quite deserves their fate in this as much as Artie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he's
1: the first one to go.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't even die.
1: And that's another thing is that he sees who and we're, we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. But in his death, not his death scene, but in the scene where he gets attacked, he sees the person who attacks him and he leaves. And recognizes and her. Recognizes him. her. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to refer to Angela as her uh, throughout this. But uh, yeah, recognizes her and says something to her and leaves the movie alive.
0: And with the ability to make sounds out of his vocal right, like, mouth
1: hole. Like, Artie could blow this thing wide open. Yeah, so... We're I mean, really getting can, ahead of ourselves Anyway, though, but yeah. okay.
0: But yeah, so also let's point out that no one would laugh and wave away casually uh, with a Oh, oh silly old oh you. A comment about a guy talking about fucking elementary school children.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's
0: exactly what just happened that's in the, the thing. last scene. In
1: that scene, Artie is, is talking about these kids. He's referring to them as baldies. And then the his, I guess, second-in-command cook, a character by the name of Ben, is just like, they have no idea what's on your mind. They can't even understand it. Ha, 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 ha. like, well, there's no such thing as too young. And, they just, and
0: it's like, no, that's that's not how we respond to that kind of talk, ex- actually.
1: Exactly. And it's so, I mean, it's If you're supposed to be... Gross. I, I mean,
0: Artie can be a disgusting character who we despise, and that's fine that he exists as a character, but but his second-in-command guy, we're supposed to like.
1: I think so. He, I mean, he seems likable, but he just ignores this huge, huge problem. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, but there are three other guys that don't have any lines in the movie that are standing behind Artie when he says this. So he's just talking openly about his his, you know... Pedophilic proclivities in front of four other people,
0: and no one reacts at all—not really, except with like a casual wave away and a laugh, just
1: like "Oh, you, oh you,
0: (laughs) oh you."
1: It uh, is—it's pretty terrible. Let's let's uh, let's talk about the 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 super heavy Brooklyn accents in this
0: movie.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I think the worst is probably the kids in at the beginning of the movie. The kids at the beginning of the movie have these super... And if I'm misidentifying the the accent, I apologize. I've never lived in in New England or the Northeast, uh, the United States at all. So I couldn't really tell you the difference between like a Boston and a Brooklyn and a Bronx. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm just going to say Brooklyn. To me... I, And this just appears this way to me, uh, but what do you think about the percentage of uh, Brooklyn-accented (laughs) Italian-Americans that populate this film? Because I think there are a lot. Before,
0: though, now before, before when we were were watching this for research and we were joking about it and we were making fun of all these accents, I mean, not making fun, talking about them in a very serious and critical way way oh, yes, that yes, was of course and th- um, themes and not and, making fun of people metaphor for their and,
1: accents yes, um,
0: before when we were doing that i was all on board to just crack jokes about it but then i was really thinking about it and you know i was saying how beautiful the landscape is around here and yeah. how it reminded me of new england and of course i looked it up and this was filmed in new england yeah. and then it makes sense Dustin think about it that's what that's what these summer camps were My parents are from New England. They're both from. Mom was born in New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. and Dad is from the Bronx, actually, and um, and they both lived in Vermont and upstate New York for most of their adult life before they moved to Tennessee, where
1: you and I live.
0: Yeah, Um, but my point is, is that my parents always talked about going to summer camp in the summer, and what it mostly was was the city kids being shipped up to the summer camps in New England. So that's why. It's all these city kids who are dumped into the New England countryside. Oh,
1: so so you're saying that sleepaway camp is actually a great example, a great example, because <laughs> that's a ex-animal? word. Yes, that's it's it's when you create an example of an animal. That's <laughs> uh, an example. Okay. Uh, is actually a great example, rather, of a cinema verite, right? Cinema of the real, if you will. Yeah, sure. Right? Okay. No, but I'm being serious, as though. As long as we've cleared that up.
0: Yes. No, but really, really, that's that makes sense to me. Now, it's really not as funny when, when I think about it now. I mean, it still is funny because their accents are really overpowering. What's more the funny kids, is their accents plus the short shorts that these guys have got. Oh, my God. Hiking up their butt cracks. The
1: guy who plays Ronnie, who's like, he, I guess he's second in command to Mel. Who is the, the leader le- the of the camp? Big boss. Who, as I understand it, is a is a is an Academy Award nominated actor. I I, I think by the name of Michael Kellen, who's wow. been in some stuff. Yeah. So, uh, sleepaway camp, bringing in all the Oscar nominees. Yes, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. The, the kids at the beginning, I think, are definitely the worst as far as accents go, because that accent on a kid, there's just something about it. It's extra hilarious. Mm those act, those little actors names the girl the girl's name the little actress's name is Colette Lee Corcoran Cor- Cor- corcoran or something like that mm-hmm. not 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 bad uh, the little boy's name you ready for this yeah Maximo Gianfranco Sorrentino well well indeed
0: <laughs> <laughs> but really though that's what was oh in this shot before we pull away from it the boxes here one of the boxes this is the it says Tubby
1: What about the one that says topless? And one says
0: topless. Tubby
1: and topless. Yeah,
0: so kind of thinking those weren't coincidences (laughs) for what was going on in this scene.
1: Tubby and topless. Interesting. What is that like? Uh, Is that spring break at the Ben and Jerry's factory? No,
0: (laughs) no. It was. I'm talking about how that guy, the bad guy, Artie, is a very large man. Ah, oh yes. Okay. Okay. And then topless because I don't know he wants Angela to take off her top or oh, something.
1: Oh, you're really looking. The symbolism is strong, <laughs> strong with this one. On that box, look of, out on
0: that box of green oh, onions. Oh God,
1: um, that scene that scene is kind of baffling to me because Artie Artie goes in there with Angela. First of all, we know that Artie espouses the, these these pedophilic ideas. Is that even a word? Pedophilic. Pedophilic. Sure. He espouses these pedophil- pedophilic ideas to just to just people, just people who are around him mm-hmm. all the just time. Just anyone who
0: can hear him talk. Yeah,
1: anybody who's in within earshot. They're just like, oh, that guy's talking about fucking children. Yeah, great. Right. Uh, and then Ronnie comes in and and leaves Angela with him. How yep. does the whole camp not know that he's a pedophile? Right. He's a predator. How do they not know? I mean, like he's got the biggest mouth.
0: And when he comes out of the of the refrigerator he's area. He's still
1: buckling he, up yeah. his belt.
0: Everybody has to know.
1: And Mel sees him and Mel's clearly suspicious. Mel is suspicious. He's just like, I guess you did scare him off with your penis mm, or something. Right. But then he's, when he's in the, in the pantry and Robbie comes at not, is it Robbie? No, it's uh, Ricky. Ricky. When uh, Ricky comes in, Ricky is Angela's cousin. cousin. When he comes in and finds uh, Artie like undoing his belt to start doing inappropriate things with Angela, Uh, Artie gets all upset and slams him up against the shelves and says, you don't tell anyone about this. And he's punching boxes and shit like that. Like he's trying to keep it a secret while simultaneously telling anyone who will listen about (laughs) his weird fetish.
0: Right? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how everyone... Okay, this moment right here. Artie, um, why doesn't he just step off the chair? I don't know. Or... Or at the least, when he falls, why doesn't he just not grab the boiling pot of hot water and I don't know. just just take the fall, because you know? Because if, if he You'd did just that... just fall off a table. Because
1: if he did that, we wouldn't get this amazing makeup that we're about to see. And the makeup in, in, in this movie, some of the... Like the corpses, and yes, the, the, they and the, look good. The gore shots, they they look pretty good. They look they good. look pretty fucking good. I have to say, and that's Those why his hands look good. And then his face when he finds, oh man,
0: yeah, his face is fantastic. It's good. Uh, and when we get the close up here in a minute, where it's going to be like bubbling.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a shot where it, it appears that they tried to make like a bubbling. Oh, effect there we on go. His neck, yeah, and maybe it didn't work exactly the way they wanted it to, but. I don't know. I think it yeah. still works. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, yeah, we go. On the cheek it.
0: right there. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Not bad at all. Well, and for me, that right there is why I prefer this movie. I agree with you about the Friday movie. Uh, yeah. Friday the 13th. I really agree that these movies are, this movie specifically, I think this is, is, a better movie. is I more interesting than Friday. B-
1: better as in like more enjoyable.
0: Right. Because fr- my. I'm not a huge fan of slashers, and the reason I'm not a huge fan of slashers is because I kind of think they're generally boring. Mm. I think that the deaths are generally boring, and when you go into... And, and
1: And if that doesn't interest you, that's really a lot of the time all that they bring is new ways, new interesting ways to kill people. Right. Right.
0: And... And so if I go into a slasher movie, I'm not going into it for like the tension of, oh my gosh, what if there's going to be a killer around the corner who's going to stab somebody? I really, I'm that just doesn't do it for me for a horror movie Um so if I'm watching a slasher and I really want to enjoy it, then the deaths have got to be interesting. Mm-hmm. They've got to be unique. The gore's got to be good. The makeup's got to be good. I've got to have really gruesome close-ups and
1: stuff. And there's the deaths are good. And it's not that they're not good in Friday the 13th. I, t- I totally think that a lot of them are. Yeah. No, um, I think
0: I agree with that. They're
1: a little over-reliant on arrows. There's yeah, there are two or stabbing. There are two. Yes. Yeah, stabbing and arrows are specific. And that's just not, it's one. just
0: not gruesome. Of It's yeah. not, not unique yeah. to The me. Kevin
1: Bacon death scene is really famous, and it's still, it still holds up. The one with the arrow comes up through his neck mm-hmm. when he's laying it on the bed. It still does. And then there's the guy up. that's like pinned to the door with all of the arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a really similar scene uh, in this movie toward the end when Mel wanders onto the archery range. But
0: that moment is great. It
1: is a great moment. I think it's really great, and it's really gross. And... Where
0: he gets the arrow through his throat. Yeah,
1: he gets, he gets shot in the neck, which, again, is kind of a ripoff of, of Friday, Friday the, the 13th. But it still works in this movie. It does,
0: and the deaths in this movie are are more creative. And I think the time we get with the bodies afterward, the makeup and the close ups and mm-hmm. and all that, it's nice. Yeah,
1: it's good. It's good. So,
0: stuff. so that's why I that's why I kind of tend to lean toward this movie over Friday. And then also we've got the fucked up ending. So, yeah. and a- man, that ending.
1: It's it's great and terrible and it's I don't know I'm I'm very and again
0: with it's horrible yeah it's horrible and it has a horrible message exactly that's
1: the message is terrible and I'm emotionally torn about it but I think that there's a part of me that that's why it's so interesting so it's so upsetting it's so upsetting maybe that's part
0: of why it's so upsetting is because that wasn't what that certainly wasn't what they were going for I'm. Completely convinced that that right. no, the people the, who wrote and directed this, not were... not intending
1: to hurt anyone what? outwardly, but
0: huh? No, well, no, I'm I'm saying that the people who wrote and directed this were definitely homophobic in their in their message. Oh, oh, yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> yes, of course. But I, I think that they did it for the shock value of it, and not to send a specific message about what what cha- transgenderism true, but, does True to but a I person. think
0: that that it that it has to come from a place of an innate belief oh, that, yeah, it's, that it's ignorance. being gay is wrong No
1: it's ignorance for sure that
0: it's detrimental so so I don't I don't think that they were trying to get the feeling that I ultimately get from this is that because I'm so upset about the message that they that they're saying through saying being gay is wrong um that's part of what upsets me with the ending.
1: Oh, and there's our first teenage boy ass. Ah, yes. Uh if if you don't mind, let's keep a nudity counter uh on this film because we are we are talking about a bad horror film from the early 1980s. Mm-hmm. So uh for the record, nudity counter, one teenage boy ass. Okay, good. We got one. All there right.
0: We go. Got it. <laughs> oh, cut off shirts in this movie. Oh my god. God. Cut off shirts and how it's, almost all okay. of them are on
1: men. It's a little unfair. It's a little unfair to make fun of fashion in retrospect, but at the same time, oh my fucking
0: god! Oh god, look <laughs> the, at these shorts. The oh. drifts,
1: That guy's hairy stomach oh, sticking out of man. that midriff. Oh, it's a
0: uh, oh these shorts.
1: It's I kind mean, of if amazing. they were
0: if they were any higher.
1: Oh yeah, the family monster would be coming out to play <laughs> for sure. But yeah, uh, totally. Like, especially what Robbie was wearing. These is boys it would not, not
0: be passing the finger Running. test and our the fingertip test in our high school.
1: I was about to, oh the fingertip test. I was about to be like, what the fuck is the finger test? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds gross and okay, terrible. you weren't and I don't you weren't a know. teenage girl in no, high school, but def- but no.
0: even at our high, at our high school in specifically, high, however, you were you were a teenage girl. Um, but we had to like put our hands down by our sides when we wore skirts or shorts to make sure that they were. Not too short. Oh, okay. And if your skirt or shorts didn't go past your fingertips, then you had to go home and change your clothes.
1: Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Sounds like a good way to get out of school.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was an unexcused absence. So,
1: um, so yeah, I, I guess they wouldn't pass the fingertip test.
0: Yes, I'm saying these boys would be sent home and told to change into more appropriate clothing.
1: Oh, that, that's such a great comeback right there. It the is. The guy, I think is. it's his name is Billy. This character's name is Billy, maybe. And he says, eat shit and die, Ricky. And Ricky says, eat, eat shit, shit and, and live. live. The, uh, okay, on the surface, you're like, that's lazy. The lazy. Lazy comeback. But no. Think about it. When you tell someone to eat shit and die, and they come back at you with eat shit and live.
0: Then you're left with the image.
1: That's right. If you eat shit and you live to... Remember the experience. <laughs> you are far worse off than someone who eats shit and, and then, then just dies. dies and you don't have to worry about eating it anymore. shit
0: had no repercussions whatsoever.
1: It is a brilliant comeback. It's true. It is a retort of the highest order. I'm being serious. I am too. I'm not. <laughs> I am not at all being being facetious or sarcastic. No, for real. Whatsoever. It's a good. It's comeback. a good comeback. <laughs>
0: it's a good comeback. So, uh, I wish someone would tell me to eat shit and die. So, so I, that can I can say. say... Eat shit... <laughs>
1: This movie has been talked about. Being Man, these getting... boys
0: are so serious about this game. They
1: are. They, they're so serious about it. And they take so long to show us these kids just trash talking and playing baseball in their midriffs and short shorts. <laughs>
0: These and boys they, are like really like they want to kill somebody because of this baseball well, game. Well, they take it
1: seriously, I think, because of the money. Oh, I think that's they put what, money on it. Yeah, okay. originally it was like a dollar per run or something like that. Yeah. And Ricky was like, let's make it interesting, five dollars per run. So, uh, I don't know how much they ended up making, but yeah, the, the okay, the kid, there's definitely two groups of boys in this. Uh, can't really
0: tell them apart.
1: Not really, uh, but you—if you can like identify a couple of them, you can be like, "Oh, this must be the group that we don't like."
0: Okay, here's another thing I can't tell apart, and this is also. Oh, well, first let's talk about this. Did you ever go to summer camp when you were a kid?
1: Uh, Boy Scout summer camp. It's different, but yeah, I did. So how no, how not,
0: how long would Boy Scout summer camp be?
1: Boy Scout summer camp was a week. It was a week in the summer.
0: Okay, yeah, I went to I went to like just regular summer camp like full-on yeah. camp. um so now they that. were they were all girls summer camps and actually the one i went to uh Wasn't a couple a times i went to a catholic okay. camp mary mount i went Tennessee. to i went
1: to a uh, church of god summer camps too when i was a lot younger that was a thing
0: i'm sure it was a thing
1: <laughs> even like pentecostal <laughs> evangelical um uh, type of yeah summer camp
0: <laughs> did you guys like spend the night actually
1: oh yeah it was a week a whole week yeah Okay. For sure.
0: Yeah, the only thing Catholic about Catholic camp was that we had to go to church on Sunday mornings, but otherwise it was just <laughs> yeah, a Yeah.
1: Uh Church of God camp. Uh, you had to go to church uh, every morning and every evening.
0: Yeah, no. Mhm. No. No, and the, also th- there otherwise was, like, my Bible camp was study just study
1: after church in the mornings. It was just like half the day was Jesus stuff and then you get to ride a horse so you for five you minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a canoe. No, no. I went to... You better hurry up and make one lap around the lake before camp. you like pray we were,
0: You know, like we were doing zip lines over the lake and canoeing oh, yeah. and horseback riding and archery and... Yeah, we did that stuff. All too, that of kind of stuff and camping out in the fields once this, or twice. This cowboy
1: hat that Ricky's wearing in this scene... I, you want it? I, yes, um, but that's beside the point. I think... I think the only reason he's wearing this is to get it slapped off his head awkwardly <laughs> when he, uh, in this moment right here. Yeah, <laughs> And it is awkward. Oh, it, it, is doesn't awkward really it doesn't really come off. Yeah, it doesn't really fall off all the way. It doesn't really get the, I guess, the... Uh, the
0: I like how defensive Ricky is for his cousin through the whole thing.
1: Yeah, he's very protective.
0: I, I appreciate very, that. Very, very protective. Um, anyways, though, my... There's a,
1: there's a moment there. I, I don't know if you saw it, but there's a moment when Meg and Mel, are. Meg is the, the counselor of... Angela's cabin, mm-hmm. Meg and Mel are standing next to each other and they just kind of glance at each other and watch these kids fight and Mel, who's the leader of the camp, doesn't do shit. And you can see him back there standing. Yes,
0: he is. He's just standing there. Look at him.
1: With Meg. And he doesn't care while these kids are saying, fuck you, hey, fuck your mother. Fuck Man, you, Ricky has ass. a little
0: mouth on and him, we, doesn't all he? All
1: these kids have mouths on them. Are you, are you kidding? Yes, on, that's it's true. But camp. Ricky
0: has a real big mouth.
1: To be fair, uh, going back to the cinema verite, uh, I think that's actually... Kind of how kids talk. Yeah, no, I agree. When I was this age, that's how I talked. So. That's fine.
0: Even at your church of God camp,
1: uh, <laughs> got to keep that shit under wraps. <laughs> you might get exorcised.
0: Uh huh. I bet you would.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 moment where Mel and Meg are standing next to each other, looking at each other, is shockingly a tiny, tiny, barely perceptible uh, hint of foreshadowing.
0: Oh, that, is that what... The, I didn't even think about that.
1: Right, because later in the movie, she kind of she sort that of, if you're not paying hint. attention, she sort of inexplicably walks up to Mel and goes, Hi, I know I'm like 17 years old, but you said that we could have dinner one night, so how about tonight at your And place? for
0: whatever reason, I really, really, really want to sleep with an old, disgusting man who has a cigar in his mouth <laughs> 90% of the time. A cigar-chomping old man. <laughs> because... Because who that's runs hot. this camp
1: like a mob boss? Like yeah. Artie, Artie has to be taken away because he was. What is up with pedophilia
0: in this movie? Half
1: to death, and he's. I. You know what? That's a. That's another thing.
0: That's another one right there. Mel Mackin on the fucking counselor it totally girl.
1: Totally is bizarre. That's fucking bizarre. I don't know.
0: I mean, if you if they wanted like a theme of detrimental, you know, social behavior or something like that, how about we focus on that one?
1: Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, man, Mel Mel runs this place really weird, like accidents happen. I can understand him not wanting, well, I mean, he doesn't have much much of a choice if someone dies at the camp, which happens. Uh, but he's trying to keep everything under wraps, like he doesn't want the, 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 the campers to find out that Artie has been burned. So he's like, oh, we're just going to keep the secret. And he even pays Ben and the other kitchen workers to keep their mouths shut to the kids and say that Artie found another job. I know, it's really um, strange.
0: Are you doing your count?
1: Oh, it's... Still. All right, so... <laughs>
0: oh, and then we get a pot-smoking scene. We do
1: have a pot-smoking scene, uh, which... All right, so that's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven,
0: eight. I wasn't counting fast enough. So
1: about eight. Is that eight? All right, so we have eight plus the one before, so that's nine asses all belonging to teenage boys <laughs> in this... Uh, in this early '80s bad horror film, where you expect to see, you know, boobies, a titty or two, right? Mm-hmm. At least one.
0: Are we gonna see any boobies?
1: I don't know, Jessica. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of strange to me because uh,
0: none of the girls have midriffs.
1: No, they don't. I don't think you see a single young female lady's, midriff. But no. man, oh, this is except like the except maybe when male when midriff. Judy is wearing a bikini later on. Judy wears a bikini. That's later not on a in. midriff. You get to see her midriff.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about these cut-off t-shirts. Oh yeah,
1: no, the girls don't wear that. I
0: don't know. Was that not a thing? Why no, did this not. girl get in this boat with him?
1: Because her friend said she would. What is
0: They're all <laughs> I don't know. They're all standing there watching her get in and and they're just still standing there because they're going to be there when she swims back. And so she just goes out on the water with this boy. I
1: don't know. The the boy's like who wants who to Who she
0: doesn't trust?
1: Who wants to go for a uh, who wants to go for a midnight canoe ride and the girl's like no, I won't, but my friend is coming later and she will cut and, to her in the boat with this guy. No conversation whatsoever. She doesn't act like she particularly wants to be out here with yeah, him.
0: I don't understand she why she got in the boat. Who I don't. Knows? I don't get it at all.
1: Who, who knows? Uh, but yeah, what I was saying about the, the the boy ass in this movie is that for a movie that is uh, kind of on some levels profoundly homophobic and transphobic, um, the amount of male nudity in this thing is staggering.
0: I think we're saying something about the directors. <laughs> I think we're saying something about there uh
1: mr hiltzik are you are you repressing something mm, sir mm-hmm. is, there, is there a yeah. little is there a little bitterness in you
0: um this this kid whatever his name is i forget his name but the one who is about to get killed here um he's why is he calling out to her from underneath the canoe he saw her swim away i don't know the- I, it just there's just no sense to be made He's just by himself. Okay, anyways, what I was trying to talk about way back when, when I was talking about going to summer camp, I, you didn't have, like, a traditional camp experience, so you're not the best person to ask. But in my experience, the the difference in age, the disparity in age between all of the people who were attending the camp, all of the children attending the camp, and the age of the counselors was pretty big. Um, I don't know if in the 80s... It that it was, was not. It was the basically. Case. The,
1: it was basically the same in in my case where the the campers in my age group, like I would go to camp, and the campers would be, you know, uh, between like ten and fourteen or something. I guess was my age group. But like, and then the the counselors would be in their twenties.
0: Yeah, right. You know. Like either either very very late teens or or early twenties, and. Because generally, they're college students and stuff. I right. mean, when I did camp counseling, I was a college student. I, I think I...
1: Yeah, people that have generally the same yearly schedule as a, as a young student that's right. still in primary school with summer breaks and all that. Right.
0: So my point is, though, in this movie, some of the students, some of the children who are at the camp, I cannot tell them from the counselors. I can't tell their age difference from the counselors at all. Like, those kids who were all skinny dipping and stuff... The first time I watched this I thought some those gore. were
1: Oh. That's nice. That's a good course. It may be
0: my favorite one. And
1: the snake is a nice touch.
0: It is. It is a really nice touch.
1: Might be a little much, but it's a nice touch. Yeah.
0: I like it. I like the snake.
1: What's his name, Kenny? Oh I don't my know. god, they killed Kenny. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: bastards. You bastard.
0: Orange jacket.
1: Talk about These these are actual paramedics by the way. The paramedics dragging these bodies off the same guys that uh that dealt with uh that dealt with Artie earlier they're actual paramedics oh yeah that they got to uh that's cool to participate in this this fun little movie Mm -hmm. uh this guy right here uh, has a mustache he does have a mustache an actual for real (laughs) no fooling mustache (laughs) and that will be become important later on when he no longer has a no foolin' mustache. <laughs> he will have a, a, very much a foolin' mustache. <laughs> so much so that it kind of looks like shoe polish on his face. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. But It's uh, not. It's close enough.
0: If you didn't know, he's a bodybuilder. It says bodybuilding and weightlifting on his T-shirt. Yeah,
1: there's a really funny moment later oh, on. Oh, those shorts. I'm going to point it out, but there's a really funny moment later on where I, I feel like this. the actor who plays Ronnie here... Um, really really wanted to get a shot of him working out in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think the director, um, I think the director uh, agreed to that. And uh, I think we get one, <laughs> but it's funny how they do it. I'll point it out when it comes up.
0: We missed the scene where, in, when they were in the, in the uh, mess hall, when they yeah, were the eating. Yeah, the
1: canteen or the rec center. No, or no, 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 no. It. In the cafeteria. Oh, the cafeteria. Okay.
0: In the cafeteria. And they were, and Ronnie Came up to the table and he had like his super short shorts on and they were all spandexy and you could just straight up see his penis and balls in front of those Dude, little girls' yes. faces like right at their 100% eye level. hundred
1: percent inappropriate I for mean, his job. Like
0: you can see the outline of everything.
1: <laughs> Leaves nothing to the
0: imagination. <laughs> oh man!
1: <laughs> just showing off what God gave him.
0: But really, though, some of the kids in this movie are indistinguishable in age to the counselors. To me, I, yeah. I don't understand why kids oh, all, this old. They all are going seem to, to be within camp. like
1: a couple of years at most, you know.
0: And so, and so that was very confusing to me because because my experiences at camp at camp were very much like people in their twenties were the counselors and us kids were. The kids And there was yeah. no And one of the things here Is like look at uh, What's her name Meg She's so Hostile To a little girl In her cabin Yeah And they 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 interweave all this drama between the counselors and the kids as though there should be any. Right. Uh, And the fact that some of these counselors don't really seem that much older than the kids, that leads me to believe that it's possible. And that's ridiculous. It
1: comes from nowhere too. Like there's, there is no reason for her to treat her this way other than maybe Judy is just a bad person and she's friends with Judy. So she just follows what she says, but she is, I mean, she's like the worst counselor that you could possibly hope for because she just walks into the cabin. She says, oh, this girl doesn't talk because she's shy. I'm going to be super fucking mean to her.
0: Man, did we even like have an application process at this camp? (laughs) Do you like children? No. Okay, you're in. (laughs) I mean,
1: Artie got a job here. So clearly they don't have any kind of screening process. And the
0: thing is like the mean counselor girl and the nice counselor girl, Meg and the blonde one. Whatever the blonde
1: one's name uh, Susie. is, Susie, Susie, the nice Meg,
0: one, Meg, and Susie, like they are very obviously. Here's the mean one. Here's the nice one. But they're still friends. Like they high five each other later. Like
1: yeah, Susie and Meg are still are still tight. Uh, and
0: I'm just like I don't get it. How and Meg
1: and Judy are tight, but Meg and Judy are mean to Angela, but Angela gets sympathy from Susie. But so Susie's
0: totally cool with Meg and Judy. I don't know. They just didn't care. They were just like, we're going to have you guys be totally, completely uh, uh, opposite personalities, but you're still going to we be best friends. We were to draw character friends.
1: diagrams They wouldn't work out at all.
0: And you know what? I think you're right. I think
1: we should, though. We should, we should draw out character diagrams Probably. and use the rest of our afternoon to, uh, to, to examine the character of all of the characters in Sleepaway Camp.
0: You have fun with that. I'm going to go wash dishes or something.
1: If, um, if they remake this movie, which they've been talking about for years, uh, do you have any ideal casting?
0: Oh, don't ask me that because then you're asking me to know the names of actors no, and No, I'm actresses. not. You can just
1: say the guy who was in this thing.
0: Mm, no, I don't care There's enough. Nobody.
1: Uh, I don't have anyone specific except for Artie. Okay. If I were to remake Sleepaway Camp, I would either cast Ricky Gervais or <laughs> or Danny McBride as Artie do you Okay. Know, do you know yeah. Danny McBride? Yeah. So, uh, I think either one of them would do a fucking great job as the really gross pedophile. They kind of I think it's because they kind of resemble him yeah, a little yeah. bit. I don't know if I could get like like uh, Ricky Gervais's face with Danny McBride's voice and performance. I think that would be perfect for Artie,
0: and I would make I would
1: make him a bigger part of the movie too because I wouldn't want to blow my wad earlier. Like right, yeah, you you got to
0: kill him off later. So man, this kid gets out a knife. His name? No,
1: this kid's name is Mozart.
0: That's gotta be a nickname.
1: It's well, of course, but they call him Mozart. And the 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 funny thing is, is that in this scene, it is revealed that Mozart has a knife. Right, a knife with like a sheath. Right, it's kind of Mm -hmm. like a. A hunting knife or something—I don't know what the specific type of knife is. Write in and let me know. Um, but uh, our our counselor here, I guess, whose name is Jean, and of course, his nickname is Chino <laughs> because <laughs> because of course it fucking is. Of course. Um, and I'm just gonna refer to that knife as Chekhov's knife because it's uh, I, I think that the film intends for it to be kind of like a, a Chekhov's gun mm-hmm. device and uh, for those of you who don't know what Chekhov's gun is it's a it's um, what is it it's a it's a it's a theatrical theory it's a narrative theory that uh, every element of a narrative has to have a Place and a purpose, there. And the the example of a gun is that uh, it's most often heard as if you see a gun in, in the, the first, first act, act, then it will be fired in, in, the, the, third, final in act, yeah, yeah. the final act, the final act of the third act. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we see this knife, and it's never actually mentioned explicitly again. But from here on out, a number of the deaths that we deaths that we see are performed. With, with a this knife. knife mm-hmm. with And it looks like the same knife. Yeah. But we're never led to believe that it actually is. Right. And the interesting thing is that I, I think that the movie wants us to think that it's Ricky that's doing the killing because that's what Mel thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And Mel has this whole moment where he's talking to Ronnie, where he's, where he's just like, I think there's a killer in this camp and I think I know who he is. And as an audience member, I'm like, who the fuck do you think it is? I I don't even have a clue. And I've been watching this movie and yeah. I've been watching scenes that you're not around for. So who, who do you think it could be that I, I, you know, I have no idea. I mean, I do cause I've seen the movie, but right. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's uh. It's kind of weird because if you think about it that way, I don't think the movie's smart enough to get that across. Um, but what it wants to get across is that Ricky is the killer, and he's the only one who would have known him and the boys in the cabin. That that you know, the knife was there. That the knife was there, so he took the knife and now he's killing people with it. But in reality, Angela is the one who's killing people, and there's actually no way she would have known
0: about the knife,
1: about Mar- Mozart's knife at yeah. all. So I the don't know. Movies, maybe Ricky told her about it. Yeah, maybe.
0: Whatever. It's, don't ask this movie to make sense. I don't please. know. It's really strange. <laughs> Man, Meg screaming and shaking a little girl in her cabin. It's just there. It's it, it doesn't make any sense. To
1: be fair, it was a tremendous freak out and I applaud her for it.
0: You applaud her for freaking out?
1: Yes, because it made me laugh. <laughs> and that's it was pretty that's funny. Good. It was. It was hilarious. Uh so
0: Just people who are unbelievably mean for no reason.
1: Everyone's mean in this. Actually, that's a that's a uh, that's a second movie in a row. An ongoing thread is that everyone is mean. Oh
0: yeah, and slugs. Everyone and was sl- calling all the women a bitch constantly. Yeah, we get that
1: in this a little bit. Ricky calls Judy a bitch. Yeah, this well, she. I mean, fair, she, she, she kind of, kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she actually doesn't deserve what comes to her. No, labor, though. her death is awful. It's yeah. All aw- what is implied is fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone's mean in this movie, the insults, they sling around the shit talking that's going on. Someone during the baseball game says like someone walks up to the bat and you just hear this little fucking audio nugget, this little bit of ADR in the background, someone going, this guy blows dead dogs. (laughs) That's a very serious allegation.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about Judy for a second. Let's talk about, uh,
1: oh, that was a tremendous fuck off. Yeah, she's freaking out on Judy and and t- saying all sorts Aren't of on Angela. Or Judy she's freaking, is freaking out. Judy's on Angela. Judy's freaking out on Angela, saying stuff like "You don't have hair down there," and asking her if she's like oh, she doesn't. But
0: you're a carpenter's dream, flat as a board, and needs a screw.
1: Right and and says that and asks why Angela doesn't want to take a shower with the other girls, and then asks her if she's queer or something. And I'm like, Judy, no. Your insult logic's all turned around. If she was queer,
0: (laughs) she she would would want to to take take a shower with the other
1: girls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, these boys having a balloon fight I don't have a problem with, but why on the fucking roof?
0: Oh, God. How'd they get up there? What is
1: with the balloon fight on the roof of their cabin? And again, look
0: at some of those boys. They are not 14 years old. They look like counselors. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, I love Ricky. I love Ricky just standing there, just cursing, just he's got, screaming, He's got, cursing. like, one-eye
1: squinted closed. He looks like Popeye, except Popeye never said cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've got an idea of what that might look like, it's and true. I like that. I appreciate that. that.
0: Some of those boys are definitely, like, 18, 19 years old.
1: Oh, yeah, they got hair on their nuts for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, um, Anyway, so Angela, Angela, we were talking about Angela, and and uh the played by karen fields is that right
1: mm-hmm. and oh wait Angela's is played by oh uh, not Felisa. angela i'm sorry um,
0: i'm talking about judy is oh, who i wanted to be is talking karen about fields, yeah. judy judy played by karen fields and um what i wanted to say was that apparently last year a short came out that she starred in called yeah. judy
1: yes yes i i saw that as well on imdb i have not seen it i will be tracking it down because that sounds fantastic but uh if you know i mean I feel like she's the caliber of, of actress that we could maybe even get on Popcorn Poops as a guest. So
0: well, her Facebook page for Fields, her acting career says that she's uh, she's currently a mother. So, ah. so I mean, hey.
1: Well, Miss Fields, if you want to add podcasting to your resume, we'd like to ask you some <laughs> that questions. That would be super
0: fun. Oh, my God. Um, but anyways, yeah, so a short came out and she was cool enough to to uh reprise her role as Judy and um and I didn't find out about that until like just before when I was doing some final research but now I really want to watch that that sounds
1: super mm-hmm. fun. Yeah and this... I
0: think it's a fan-made short too. So how cool is it that that she came back to be in that?
1: This guy saying that he needs to take a wicked dump is just again <laughs> cinema of the real. <laughs> it's it's exactly what i might say if i in fact had a wicked dump (laughs) to take
0: everyone listening to popcorn poops is always really thankful that you describe your toy well i mean it's called
1: popcorn poops they 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 should know what they're getting into uh there was did you notice Judy's wonderful shirt that had her name emblazoned on the front? Yeah. I think good. all the characters in this movie need that because I just don't have <laughs> don't the energy or the are. mental capacity to to remember yeah. the names of all of these characters. And I feel like there's some crossover like there's a there's a couple of characters from Slugs that have the same names as characters from this like there's maybe a Mike and a Kim mm-hmm. and a whoever. Yeah. Um yeah that that knife did you see the knife there? That was definitely Mozart's knife. And there are other... Man, l-
0: one little kick and that, that stick is broken and the yeah, door is open.
1: Of course. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's. I don't know. They, they they never established that that we should know that that's Mozart's How knife.
0: How did the beehive get stabbed and not have bad things happen to the person who was stabbing the beehive?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, stick. but there's... There is not a single bee that is visible before he dies. I think this needs, like, the George Lucas... Oh, there.
0: See? It broke.
1: The George Lucas special edition touch. We need some CG bees flying around.
0: I mean, and, and like, really... Now, don't get me wrong. I love the gruesomeness of this moment right here i love the makeup i love the bees crawling in and out of the holes that they have tunneled into this guy's skin i mean that's Very fantastic. Quickly,
1: unless that's a jump cut to like hours later
0: i mean it's disgusting and it's great and i love it however um why is there like something spread all over his face or something for them to to just be crowding up on his face like that? And also, to die that quickly from some honeybee stings? He, he, Man, he's got to have some serious allergies.
1: It's like uh, it's like Macaulay Culkin in My Girl.
0: I've never seen that. He needs his glasses.
1: He can't see
0: without his glasses. But when I was a kid, uh, someone, uh, not someone, someone's many times told me that i looked like the little girl from my girl
1: oh really
0: when i was a kid okay but i never saw the movie
1: i don't know i haven't seen it in a while so i can't remember
0: well and you'd have to also see pictures of me from before we met
1: yeah which i have seen i guess you did kind of look like her now that i think about it i don't know maybe i don't know what
0: she looks like so i don't know if that's a a compliment or you do fucking my
1: girl or popcorn poops oh my god that movie Dan Aykroyd's in that. That's fun. We're not even talking about Sleepaway Camp anymore. <clears throat> uh, this is the moment that you should be aware that, that Angela is, in fact, the killer. Uh, actually, you should be aware of that from actually quite a long time ago. The movie hides the this fact, the fact that Angela is, in fact, a boy, uh, which would indicate that that there is something different or wrong, quote-unquote, about her that makes her want to kill people, which is wrong-headed to begin with, but that's the movie's logic, not mine. Uh, But they hide this fact... Uh, in the scene where her crazy Aunt Martha is giving her like giving her and Ricky like the snacks and stuff to go to camp, and she's trying to remember what she forgot and what she forgot is their physicals uh that she apparently conducted oh, and signed herself.
0: that's right, and
1: she says something about it. She's just like, don't tell them where you got these, even though I'm a doctor i I doubt that they would approve of that. And you don't think about it because all you're focusing on is what the fuck is this performance?
0: This woman Wh- is This
1: is I am terrified. Yeah. There is shit in my pants. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know
0: why she's screaming at the like, children standing in front of her.
1: Definitely speaking English. I hear the words, but it's some,
0: not connecting to my brain.
1: Something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Something's gravely wrong. Yeah, they, I, so you
0: you skip over the fact that she
1: exactly you kind of glaze over it, that and then something
0: must have been weird about their physicals.
1: But they they kind of reveal that really early on that there's something up with their physicals that doesn't really come back until the very end of the. Oh, movie. Oh, here's
0: the here's the scene right here. Her flashback.
1: Uh, her so seeing so her dad in bed with another man.
0: Uh huh. So Angela is making out with um. Ricky's best friend named... Named what? Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: shit. Uh, Tommy. Bobby. Oh, God. Johnny. I don't know. <laughs> Greg. Bill.
0: I don't remember. He needs it tattooed on his... So forehead this or shot a sh- right shirt here or something
1: of Peter and Angela sitting on the bed and Peter pointing at Angela and the bed spinning around
0: and it seems like they're getting closer right
1: yeah maybe the movie's just too smart for me but <laughs> what is that even, what does it mean uh,
0: I don't know what does it
1: mean
0: <laughs> I don't know I you know I originally had a note where I oh, tried this it. is
1: the uh, this is the famous uh uh, explanation of how to play Capture the Flag scene where they explain every rule of how to play Capture the Flag. That's good. And then they go play Capture the Flag because the audience needs to hear that the information. Yeah. of Capture the Flag. Just
0: like we needed the entire baseball game. Right. We needed to watch the whole baseball game.
1: Really, all we needed from the baseball game was a sizzle reel of the insults, which we almost got because they're so constant. Yeah. Uh, But no, we actually have to watch them play, which is bullshit. Yeah. Um, The movie is... I mean, uh, if someone
0: died grotesquely during Capture the Flag mm, or Baseball...
1: This movie is like a cool 85 90 minutes something like that. Good good length of uh But if you cut fine. out
0: if you cut out all of the unnecessary scenes, Mhm. it would be like what 30 minutes long? Oh
1: no, not that short.
0: 45 If
1: you're you're not you're being facetious, but maybe. I I would say if you cut out the stuff that's really unnecessary uh and then maybe added stuff that would be necessary <laughs> like explaining the knife and shit like that. Um Uh, adding a little bit of, of, I don't know, some threads, some some themes, some something. An hour.
0: Yeah. About an hour. Yeah. Realistically, probably an hour.
1: Yeah, there's this whole thing where Angela goes off to kill some kids that threw sand at her, but we don't even know that they really threw sand at Mm -hmm. her because it's kind of hidden in the background. So you're mostly left thinking, why did she kill those people? She's Mm -hmm. clearly more of like a vengeance kind of killer where she only kills people who have done her wrong. Right. um.
0: So if you were nice to Angela, then you're safe.
1: I don't know why she's only started killing now, because you would think that the first person that she would kill would be her crazy Aunt Martha, who forced her to live as a girl. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, she waits until she gets to summer camp, which we are explained by Ricky uh, as being the first time that Angela's been allowed outside of the house. Which leads me to ask, why let her out now, at all at all yeah yeah like you had a good thing going i guess if you can call that a good if thing If that's
0: what you're going for if,
1: if that's what you want to describe as a good thing then
0: right you had
1: yes you were successful for so, a number of years so
0: the first time you let the child out of the house after keeping them in captivity for a number of years and captivity. dressing them dressing them in the opposite gender like a, against a, what, their what will is she like
1: an endangered gorilla yeah <laughs>
0: I don't know. At the end of the at the end of the movie, she kind of looks like half animal. She, very she looks feral, feral. Very
1: feral. Yeah.
0: Um, and then and then here's all this drama right here. Suddenly, we've got this the shot right here. Look, look
1: down at the bottom of the frame. You can see Angela's head as she's squatting down. You see between them.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> you can see Angela's squatting down, and oh, then, and she, then stands she stands up. up. It's like, oh, where'd she come from? Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Um, this <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. I don't I don't know what the kind of the point of Ricky and Angela splitting up was, because they hatched this whole plan to catch the flag by using her as a distraction, and then they split up and then Ricky comes across Angela kissing Paul, who's been kind of sweet on Angela. Uh, Judy kissing Paul. Judy,
0: kissing, Judy Paul. kissing
1: Paul, who's been kind of sweet on Angela, uh and they've been kind of pseudo dating. And Angela's also there too, so they split up just to meet at the same place, like in the very, very next shot. Guess so. I guess sure. so. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Um, but let's talk about the one scene in the canteen, and they're like, it's in the, I think it's like a gymnasium or something, and that's mm-hmm. where they have like the snack bar, and they get to go to like and socials the s- and shit's stuff. spray
1: painted all over the walls. Uh
0: huh. I for one thing, I, I and again, I only went to uh, just a summer camp just a couple times but my summer camps did not have anything like that we didn't have any kind of social now granted i went to all girls summer camps so what would be the point but um we did, we
1: did have stuff like that at, so so maybe that church camp and at a uh, and at boy scout camp okay then
0: maybe on. at like co-ed summer camps yeah. that's more of a, a normal thing a time when the boys and girls can get together and and do stuff but anyways when they were there at canteen um there was a moment that was like the one realistic moment in the movie where where for a moment it felt like a real movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The scene where Angela's sitting there and all the boys have just made fun of her and Ricky got in a fight with uh, one of the boys about it. And then Paul comes over.
1: Oh, I, wanted to, I want to point something out. Uh, notice someone uh, doing something in the background here oh (laughs) you've got ronnie played by paul d'angelo working out in the back of background of this shot like totally out of focus Uh i i can only imagine that that came about because paul d'angelo was negotiating whatever contract he had with the director or the producer and saying that he must be seen working out in the film and this is where robert hiltzik the director decided to Fulfill that obligation. Just, just stick him in the background lifting weights. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it is pretty hilarious.
0: Speaking of someone who works out, Judy here. That's not like a a skinny girl stomach. That is a girl who's been working out to tone her body stomach.
1: Yes. Also kind of looks like that, plus she's sucking it in a little bit. I don't know. There's a weird (laughs) fold to it that I'm kind of, I don't know, doesn't look natural or healthy.
0: Well, for one thing about her, I really think she looks way older than she's supposed to be in this movie. Definitely
1: in the face. Maybe not in the body. Definitely in the face. And not not really in the body.
0: And her stomach, she does. You don't get like 12-year-old girls who are working out their abs and stuff.
1: Well, you might if they have crazy Hollywood parents that are trying to get them in movies like Sleep Awake. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know if it's possible to to get a body to look like that when you're that young. This is the moment well as young as she's where supposed to be.
1: We this is the moment where it's revealed that Mel uh thinks apparently that it's Ricky who's killing people, and then the audience is like, Oh, that's who he thinks it is. Because all that came from the, the scene that I mentioned, it, it finally passed, where he was talking to Ronnie, Mel was talking to Ronnie and saying that he thinks there's a killer in the camp and he thinks he knows who it is. And also they talk about how there's only 25 kids left at the camp, mm-hmm. so they're going to consolidate the cabins. And by my count, only two people have died two campers only two campers right have died. but
0: i think we're we're talking about all the kids that have left the camp
1: because of that because oh, okay. because I didn't of the that. deaths
0: that maybe they've been trying to keep them under wraps but still uh, well you know on the front cover of the vhs i guess yeah um uh it shows there's like the image of a letter to home superimposed uh-huh. behind like the Shoe that's yeah, yeah. being stabbed. The poster
1: is cool. I like the poster. And
0: it says something like, "Dear, dear mom and dad, I've been at summer camp for for two weeks now, and I'm really scared, or something like that." Oh, okay. And so we can presume that maybe the kids are writing home, even if even if they're keeping it from getting out into the news or something, then you can't you can't stop the kids from writing home or calling their parents, yeah, of and telling them that, hey, mom, a bunch of people died at my summer camp. And then the mom and dad, you know, being like, hmm, well, I guess we're going to pick you up.
1: I mean, okay. so if one person dies at your summer camp, is your summer camp done for the summer, done forever or maybe not done?
0: Well, all. well, Mel seems to think that it's done forever. He, he seems, seems to think to be that scared. he's
1: he seems to think that he's done forever after the first one, and after the second one, he's like, we might as well just close down now. And Ronnie convinces him to hold out through the rest of the summer. Uh, but I'm talking about IRL in uh, in yield real life.
0: I don't know. I mean. I would think depending on the if if it really was like a mystery as to how the person died and it looks like it could have oh, been right. violent then absolutely summer camp is closed. Yeah. For at least the summer. Yeah. Maybe for forever. Right. But but I mean if someone fell off I uh, I feel like
1: But until there, but was there, something... there hasn't but nothing yet has been a death that's like super obviously uh an aggressive violent death at the hands of another human being the two that have died so far one kid has drowned and the other had w- went to poop poop with a beehive <laughs> he, had a, he had a little poo session with a beehive
0: and then the cook
1: and the cook with the water but he didn't die mm. um Again, he could blow this whole thing wide open. Yeah, but he I never still, comes back. I still
0: don't get because he's screaming. So if he's screaming, then he could it's real turn the screams Angela. into real sloppy. Into a name, which he knows because he tried to.
1: I really love sexually this shot. The shot right here of the shadow with the knife and the uh-huh. door opening. It's gr- it's a great
0: man. Shot. What was up with Meg's character? This Just... movie
1: actually feels like a real movie. Like as bad yeah. as it is, it does feel like a real movie. Slugs doesn't it doesn't really feel, feel like, like a, a real movie.
0: movie. No. <laughs> um Meg, oh, and there are no boobies here.
1: There aren't. We get close, but
0: but no boobies. No, boobies.
1: no nipple-shaped cigar. Um, I would
0: maybe move away from the wall. No, okay. Yeah. Um,
1: no. Um, there was. We missed our shot. Our 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 hint for the week. Our hint for the week was uh, a shot of the shower curtain here. Uh, one of the previous shots of the shower curtain, and nobody got it. That's two weeks in a row that no one's gotten the hint. For uh for our episode, uh, but next week is already covered. Someone already yeah. got it. So,
0: um, all well, these bad horror movies are tough. I mean, there's so many of them.
1: There are, and they're kind of yeah. It's it's hard. Like, what is this obscure, this super obscure frame from this horror movie that maybe you've seen, but probably not. Because, probably
0: not because it's bad. Yeah, it's a
1: B movie, <laughs> and it's a kind of a deep. Cut and unless and that's you're like how it is.
0: unless you're like me, and you seek this stuff out religiously, then yeah you know um uh what was i trying to say oh about meg yes about meg uh she okay so she goes up to mel and for whatever reason wants to go and have grown up time with him which i just don't get um and
1: to each their own you know
0: okay that's cool i mean i get casting her in a light of like sexual promiscuity or something like that but but i don't get the and and also the going after older men thing i i mean we very negatively associate that with uh, this very negative image of women who are sexually promiscuous and well, it's yeah, the, again
1: m- the the most ske- sexually promiscuous females in this movie are the bad guys
0: right but but my my point is though um why so old I mean, that's just, it's like, what are we, trying to get a promotion at the summer yeah. camp or
1: something? Could have, could have gone for like Ronnie. Right? I yeah, mean, that he's, makes he's sense. He's also super gross. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> But that but makes sense. But in a sense. different way. That, that <laughs> makes sense to me, though. Um, uh, but anyways, though, what happens to her character? Because when she goes into her cabin and the girls are all lined up to take showers, she gets in line behind them. And she's like, she's like, would any of you mind maybe letting me cut in line?
1: And they all give. And they her sh- all look at her, and she's her the like, stink oh, eye. gosh,
0: I didn't think so." And she goes next door, and I'm like, "What? What the hell happened?" No, I know this You're- character.
1: She'd be like, "Move aside, Move bitches, out
0: <laughs> of the way."
1: I'm taking a shower now, right now, goddamn it! Right,
0: and. And I'm just like, what in and, and of course the reason is we needed to get her alone and that meant getting her in the ca- in the empty cabin next door. Yeah. And that's that's obviously what it is. But still it was just such a blatant just Jump away from one of the few characters in this movie that's decidedly yeah, defined char- as this character exactly. is this it's, one.
1: It's a betrayal of the characterization that you've set up. Like she's in charge of this cabin and she's going to assert that.
0: And she's mean. every
1: turn. And she's mean about it too. But in the moment where it really matters where she's like I've got a date and I'm going to take a shower now and I don't give a fuck she doesn't do She's that like, oh my it gosh, is it, guys, i mean you it's convenient you
0: maybe kind of move. no but okay speaking
1: of conveniences we've got a counselor i guess by the name of eddie he's called who is now camping with a random group of kids while the rest of the campers at the camp go to a social mm-hmm. he's the only one in camp that is instructed to take these kids out camping just so that they can get killed basically.
0: Right. Now, um, I will say like at my camps we did this kind of stuff where but usually the whole camp would go together or I guess like sections of the camp would go and we'd we'd uh, uh, hike, or uh in, hike or get in
1: trucks.
0: Hike or get in trucks uh and go like way out into the woods somewhere and we'd just camp out in the middle of nowhere. Um so that makes sense to me. And the fact that he's Mel only is, got like Mel seven kids like with him—that makes leprechaun sense too. Right
1: now, he looks like a well, fucking he's, leprechaun. he's ready
0: for his hot date.
1: <laughs> he's got his hair parted just right. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where's the cigar?
1: I don't know. Maybe he wants to smell good for Meg. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is so gross.
1: Of and, course, and and of course, Judy is in her cabin making out with a boy, uh, and complaining about how he kisses too wet. Mm-hmm. and this dude is just like the saddest just i don't know when he when he finally leaves the cabin and she gives him this terrible stink eye and she calls him a chicken shit he just kind of bows his head and <laughs> walks out i'm like poor <laughs> dude man,
0: uh, it, wasn't <laughs> it, totally man. It, it wasn't worth it totally emasculated it wasn't worth it
1: no not at all <laughs> and so yeah meg, when meg did walk into the um uh, the cabin, she announces to everyone that she's going on a date. And I'm just like, you know, I'd keep that under wraps. I know you're not going to say who it's with, but let's just not Let's at just not all say and, anything. Yeah. Not worth mentioning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: But yeah, all of the things in this movie, like it, it becomes really clear after the fact, like in retrospect, why all of these things happen. And it's all about, it's not about natural progression of the story so much as convenience to set up the next kill Mm -hmm. so you know the the whole reason (laughs) that was it (laughs) the stink guy it was it was a she
0: looks at him and is just like
1: it was a tremendous stink (laughs) guy yeah but but uh, a good example of that is them consolidating the cabins you're like oh they're consolidating the cabins that's That's weird, but okay. And then come to realize that the reason they're consolidating the cabins is because they want to get somebody in an empty cabin so that someone can die in the shower. In a cabin, yeah. Right, exactly. So it all comes down to how do we set up this kill and then we'll just shape the story around that setup.
0: Man, they're lucky they have showers in their cabins. My cabins, we didn't have showers in them. We had like a big community shower.
1: Yeah, we did too. And we had
0: to go line up at the big community shower. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like a big hall full of uh yeah. there were no yeah. curtains or anything either. It was my first experience. This
1: of- guy, Mel's performance, this dude's performance here is just great. He's just talking to this corpse. He's like, He did it, and I'm gonna get him. He's not gonna get away with it this time. The body and looks and good his, here too. Like he does he 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 gets so close to doing the Italian chef gesture, like putting his fingers yeah. and his thumb yeah. together and kind of wagging his hand. <laughs> about like that he's like i'm not gonna let him get away with it this time <laughs> um but yeah i think it's it's super convenient how meg's uh corpse was just standing upright in the shower until the moment that he walks in and, and then, then, it's then like, it just falls down. oh time to fall out now
0: well you know and then here is the most disturbing death in the movie, I'd say, even though it's probably mm. the one we see the least of.
1: Oh, the person and this is the you can think HD video for this. But in the previous shot of the person standing in the doorway, it was clearly Ricky in a bad wig, clearly Ricky. Uh, and the reason for that is, is that. The director Robert Hiltzik wanted to throw the audience off and he w- he actually did want the audience to think that it was Ricky killing all of these people in order to protect Angela, right? Uh-huh. That of course that doesn't come across at all, but the way he did that was that in like the shots of like the killer's hands and stuff, he made this actor, what's this actor's name? The Ricky. R- yeah, Ricky. The actor who plays Ricky, Jonathan Tiersten. Jonathan Tiersten, the actor who plays Ricky, he made him Use his hands to to do all of those shots, but and that's
0: so unfair.
1: Actually, puts him in a wig and st- stuck him in the doorway. And because we I have thought H- it was,
0: I thought it was Ricky in that yeah, wig, because, in the doorway because it
1: is because it's meant to throw us off. But you know, it looks too much like Ricky. And in the age of HD video, you look at it and you are like, that's fucking Ricky. Yeah, and it, in-
0: that's that's really not fair because I mean then it is Ricky because you have Ricky doing it. Mm. The character with the face and the body of Ricky is the one who's doing the things in these scenes. So that's really, it's really kind of shitty, actually.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, this, this scene where it is implied, uh, and it's not explicit, but it is implied that... Judy gets raped
0: with her curling iron,
1: raped with a hot curling iron mm-hmm. until she Rape dies. Raped to death mm-hmm. with a hot
0: curling iron. Uh
1: apparently there was a shot of her her dead body mm-hmm. that was cut by the MPAA because it was oh. too gruesome.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: And now I'm like what What, what did, did they it do? Look like? yeah, what did they do? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what could they show? I mean they don't show any naked females in this movie whatsoever. So what could they possibly have shown that would have been gruesome? I
1: have no idea. Maybe, maybe a, a nightgown with a bunch of blood near the crotch or something like okay. that. I, I'm not sure. Huh. Uh, but yeah, while uh, apparently Angela is also like the Flash because she she just it, she has superhuman speed. Yeah,
0: didn't he like have to get in a truck to he go did. back to camp?
1: Eddie is out here camping with his campers like we said this whole storyline that could be cut because the kids that are out camping with him I I guess are supposed to be the kids that, that were throwing threw sand that, on her Yeah, that threw sand on Angela when she was
0: thrown into the lake and she walked out of the lake and some kids threw, threw sand, sand at her but there was
1: just like a background thing so I guess, and she didn't
0: even look at them or anything. No,
1: she didn't address them at all. Like the movie doesn't even address them. They they kind of you see him doing it, but it's like I don't know. It's really strange.
0: And it's not like we even see the kids' faces like distinctly and know for a fact that it's those kids specifically, right?
1: But these kids get up. The, a few of these kids that are out with Eddie get up and they're like, "We're scared. We want to go back." And Eddie's like, "Okay, fine." So he says, "Meet me at the car," Mm-hmm. which implies that they had to drive, drive out to here.
0: where they are exactly. Yeah.
1: So, while he's gone, Angela comes out and kills the rest of the sleeping campers there. It's like three or four of them mm-hmm. uh, with a hatchet. Yep. And uh, and then when he when Eddie gets back, he sees that they're dead. But then before he even gets back, we see. Angela killed Judy with,
0: with the curling iron. With the
1: curling iron. So she she jumps from like killing Meg in the shower to going out into the woods where where Eddie drove to, far enough that he drove, killing some more kids and then running back in time to kill Judy before Eddie ostensibly finds the dead campers that she just killed.
0: Yep. That's um What the hell? Some extremely fast killing.
1: That's the movie. That's what the movie needs to be about is her superhuman speed. Yeah. For real. That's the, that's what the sequel should have been. Is her just like doing track competitions, mm-hmm. like yeah. chariots of fire, starring and Angela like the kids, the Camp.
0: kids who were who were beating her in the races. She should start killing them off one by one.
1: Exa- oh man, that's perfect. Just a, like a mashup of like an uh, an Olympic uh, uh, rags to riches mm-hmm. underdog story mixed with Flushed a slasher with, like, film. A slasher, yeah. Oh, I'm making that movie. Let's do it. I'm making it.
0: <laughs> I bet Karen Fields will join.
1: This moment right here is like basically taken right out of Friday the Thirteenth, where one of the characters stumbles onto the archery field and like floodlights come on and you get to see him. Uh, but yeah, that 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 shot right there was pretty great. The um, arrow through the neck is a nice touch. So,
0: Although that
1: specific death is also taken directly, directly from yeah uh, out of Friday the Thirteenth.
0: Can we can we talk about this early slasher method of building and? building tension by showing us the perspective of the killer and us trying to guess who the killer is.
1: Yeah. First, it's first person was a, was a, a a big thing. And I think that a lot of it came out of, I think that it's resurgence came undoubtedly from Friday the 13th. But I think what Friday the 13th is borrowing that from is, is Alfred Hitchcock Psycho from Psycho. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely from Psycho. Uh, And in fact, friday the 13th is shockingly hitchcockian
0: okay and i don't
1: and and i i I kind of mean that as a compliment but i'm not saying that the movie's as good as a hitchcock film or as good as psycho it's not even close but uh the the music is very is i believe the famous composer is bernard herman uh Mm -hmm. the one who did most of hitchcock stuff uh it's very bernard herman-esque uh and uh the 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 shot choices and the first person perspective like feels like it comes out of Psycho and the way it builds tension is really similar to Hitchcockian horror. Uh, and I feel like that that specific trope did come out of that originally, but maybe was revived by uh, Friday the 13th. But yeah, that definitely is a thing. The first person killer. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's this method of building tension where like you're you're they're constantly doing things like, oh, it's you and we don't see who you is and we're supposed to start guessing about who who it who who's it going to be right it's a mystery and, thing and the thing is like in later slashers we completely deviated away from that when we got into for instance like the halloween stuff by the time we were at at, at the halloween movies and stuff like nobody nobody cared about that anymore um you know I know what you did last summer scream like all those all those movies we we know who the killer is from the beginning or at least we well okay so in the scream movies we we're constantly guessing who he is right. but but we see the killer
1: all right check out this mustache we're about to see it it is tremendously terrible. Oh,
0: man. It oh, is terrible. It's
1: so bad. That police off.
0: Oh, man. What happened to your mustache, I man? I guess he
1: forgot that he had another shooting day and he shaved it like after the last time he was oh. here.
0: There were some sideburns, too, that were kind of like kind like wonky scraggly <laughs> on down at the bottom right there.
1: <laughs> kind of stretching out, kind of reaching as far as they can down his face like, we're
0: here. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so maybe maybe I take that back because, like in Scream, we are we are guessing who's Constantly, the killer, who's yeah. the killer. Uh, but like in the the Michael Myers movies, we aren't guessing. You know, in in the no. Freddy movies, we're not no. guessing. No, they don't bury the leaves. And, and that has not. It's like they're totally like, look, we don't care. We we know you know who the killer is, and that's not what this is about. What you're supposed to be scared of is. Uh, how the next death is going to happen and when that's
1: right and it's a different take on it because i feel like in halloween they even in the first halloween they even make a point uh about making sure that you know who the killer is his name is michael myers you know uh who he is where he comes from uh kind of why he's doing what he's doing in a way uh and then at the end of the movie they even take off his mask and let you see his face but it's meaningless. Yeah. It means nothing. He's just a guy and that's even fucking scarier that it's yeah. just a yeah. guy doing all of this. And that's that and that's kind of the point.
0: But back with these movies there was this there was this thing going on where it, it seems like they felt like it really would would make you more afraid if you we're having to guess who it could be and you could see from their perspective and you could see that the people who they're killing know who it is, but you Mm -hmm. don't know who it is. Whereas for me now, I guess just because of all the horror movies I've seen over the years that, that don't use that convention. Um, it has no effect on me whatsoever. It, it just seems silly. It seems like, okay, like, like it seems, uh, um, what's, what's the word I want to use? It's, uh, Almost childish, amateurish. Oh, we
1: missing the the very last shot. So this is oh it. Oh my
0: gosh, she really is terrifying. She here. is
1: fucking terrifying. And the thing is, is, terrifying. The 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 the, the, uh, the long shots of her, like these shots right here, where you wear the mask that she's wearing, it's actually a guy. It's like a college-aged uh-huh. guy. Who is wearing a plaster mask or a, a latex mask that's molded off of uh, this actress's face? I get those. Name is those Felisa long
0: Rose. shots are the ones They're that fucking are fucking terrifying. They are terrifying, yeah. and it's the
1: mask that sells it. Uh, I think originally it's terrifying
0: because it doesn't look human at right. that point.
1: Right, uh, and it's got this like feral, like ferality. Is that mm-hmm. a word? Uh, yeah, but there's this like animalistic characteristic to it that's really off. Putting and upsetting. This seems
0: like the Ghostbusters theme, mu- or not Ghostbusters, uh, Goosebumps theme music. <laughs> it kind of does. That's Doesn't funny. it? And yeah. it's got like the green thing going on too. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, but that ending, um, it's...
0: Man, it is shocking. It,
1: it is shocking. I mean, my biggest problem with the ending should be obvious. It enforces this idea that those who are forced or pressured to live as a gender that they don't identify with are like mentally unstable or outright homicidal, which is obviously not fucking true, Right. Uh, that said, it is such a disturbing and a creepy ending. It's seriously like one of my favorite movie endings, movie endings Because it comes out time. of
0: nowhere. And yeah. and it kind of, it, it has, because we also understand that it really has nothing to do with what they're yeah. saying. So it really comes out of it nowhere. Does. I
1: mean, say what you will about Phyllis Rose's performance as Angela. I think it's pretty wooden. But if she got this part based on this face that she makes at the end, she fucking That's earned fine. it. That's fine. She earned yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's perfect and terrifying and just I mean it's a it's a great and it's a great and terrible ending to a great and terrible movie. Yeah. So it's very appropriate. Like it's all around kind of great and terrible for many layers of reasons.
0: So so positive things about this movie in like a recap. Positive things are the deaths are good.
1: Make up, make makeup. Makeup. The makeup is yeah. good.
0: Um the gore is nice the
1: ending is shocking the
0: ending is incredibly shocking and in that those long shots of her with are of the boy who's playing her with with the mask on really disturbing
1: yeah there is a I, I don't i don't know that motivations are 100% clear it's it seems to be that angela's more of a vengeance killer she kills people uh who have wronged her in some way but i don't feel like paul really wronged her so terribly yeah i don't think um
0: yeah the motivations are iffy in this movie the characterization is it is some of the some of the movie. deaths
1: like some of the deaths feel like they're just shoehorned in because they needed more mm-hmm. they need a higher body count for the horror movie but well, at
0: least they didn't do like mm-hmm. demon wind and just start bringing in more characters after they've killed some off oh my
1: god demon wind is we should we should be doing Demon <laughs> Wind this month but we're not unfortunately um yeah so that's that's Sleepaway camp um one of my favorite bad horror movies uh, because it's just – it's so memorable. Like the ending just cements it in your mind forever, right? <clears throat> so do you have any uh, last words on Sleepaway Camp?
0: Last words? No. I mean the ending's the last word. Like that's all there is to it. If, Never if you... seen
1: one of the, any of the sequels. I think I'm going to check them out now. I'm definitely going to watch the out the,
0: the Judy short.
1: Yes, going to check out the, the fan-made Judy short starring um, the same actress apparently.
0: Um, yeah, I – as a whole i think the movie it it kind of drags at the end and i think it's kind of uh it's it it's not like it's not bad enough like slugs like slugs is so bad that you just sit there and crack up the whole time you're watching it this movie isn't that bad so you can't really get that funny factor out of it through most of the movie some of it's pretty funny but yeah but not it doesn't hold up through the whole movie and and so you're kind of just waiting around for the deaths to happen between baseball games, <laughs> um, and and and
1: shots of teenage boys asses. <laughs>
0: yes, and you're having to tune out all the homophobia, um, <laughs> and then also at the same time like repressed uh, uh, homosexual tendencies yeah, from the director, it. right? Yeah. But but uh, if you can get through all of that, it's worth it for the ending.
1: Okay, I agree. I definitely think so. Now that we've reached the end of the movie, we'd like to read a one-star review that we received (laughs) on Stitcher. Uh, This review comes from Kita and uh, with the the subject line, has the potential but doesn't deliver. Mm. Uh, I tried listening to a handful of podcasts. A lot of solid information is included, but there's a disproportionate amount of talking about the host's lives, which is occasionally relevant, but more often not. We get it. You live in Japan. I don't need to hear about every detail of your lives because it doubles the length and makes the actual review aspect more difficult to find. I often had to give up before getting to the informative section.
0: Well, just in case anyone uh, didn't know, I just want to make it clear that we do—we um, live in Japan. We
1: do. We live in Japan, actually. Um, I don't know if anyone out there knew that. I don't know if do. it's
0: relevant or not, but if I could just say we live in Japan. I
1: don't know. Should I read the weather? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, Kita. I yes, really thanks appreciate for the review. it. We do appreciate it. Yes. Um, if you like, if you'd like to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher, we'll read it on the show. And remember, high ratings equal exposure for our little podcast, so we really appreciate those five stars.
1: That's right. And and I, I want to make it clear that from now on, we will read every review that we receive. So be honest. If you like our show, then tell us. If you don't, also... Tell us. We want to know. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. As always, you can find us on our website at popcornpoops.com. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook if you'd like to receive updates about the show, including our weekly movie still identification game. If you have a question, comment, or movie request for us, you can reach us on our social media outlets or by emailing us at thepopcornpoops at gmail.com.
0: Next week, we'll be continuing our month of bad horror movies with Ethan Wiley's 1987 film, House Two, The Second Story. If you have any questions about that movie or related topics you'd like us to discuss, please contact us through social media or email.
1: Thanks for listening, and until next time, take care. Bye-bye. We are the Popcorn Peeps. Hi, I'm Mike White. And I'm Rob St. Mary. And we're the host of the Projection Booth Podcast. If you haven't heard of the Projection Booth, that's okay. But we think it's time that you have. We've been doing this for over three years now. And we think we're doing a pretty good show. Every week we look at a different film and put it in context. We try to bring you interviews with the people behind the films. Or experts on a subject matter covered in the film. We don't specialize in any one particular genre or type of film. We try to examine every aspect of cinema. From every corner of the globe. Even at three years, we barely just scratched the surface. But we're ready. We're ready for you to listen to us. That's right. Now's the time to give us a shot. Download us through our free smartphone app. Or through Stitcher, iTunes, Geek Juice Radio, Jackalow. Or our website, projection-booth.com. We'll keep making great shows. Now it's your turn to listen to them.